Welcome to Comadres y Comics. Comadres y Comics is a podcast hosted by three Latina women. We highlight the Latinx presence in the comic book industry as creators, characters, and fans. Join us as we talk chisme, comics, fandom, and beer. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Comadres y Comics. We are your hosts, I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Hey guys, what's going on? We are coming off a uh, full weekend of WonderCon 2022. Um, well, for me, I was just excited that I'm going to get another con um, masked up and vacu- vaccinated and experiencing that whole thing. What did you guys, what was the best part of your uh, Comic Con experience? We'll start with Kristen. Well, the best part for me was the panel that we went to. We went to a panel called Nuestra Historias, uh, and it was put on by, oh, what was the name of that company? Something 24. Yeah. Crap. I was like, I'm going to remember this. (laughs) (laughs) I had to look it up. But um, it was put on by an organization that basically helps to support uh, and... um, like make opportunities for uh latinx um people behind the scenes in the entertainment industry so the panel consisted of people like producers directors writers and even costume designer yeah Yeah, and so that was really awesome to um hear from latinos who work in the industry but behind the scenes um and it was really interesting to me how they really highlighted the fact that it's not just important to have Latinos in front of the camera, but also behind the camera. And um, specifically, the costume designer was really talking about how she really makes it a point to um, make sure that the that there's like cultural significance to the way that she um, costumes her uh, actors and actresses. And it's something that is so tiny and. Uh, maybe overlooked by a lot of people but when it happens and it's done right i think it makes so much of a difference so that panel is really amazing and awesome and mostly because afterwards we um on the panel was a um guy caught by the name of moises zamora and he was the writer and director of selena what's the selena the netflix yeah 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 it's called something else i mean there's a selena hyphen something but anyway um, and we were able to talk to him after the panel and uh, go up to him and inquire about something he mentioned while on the panel, and that is that he's working on a comic book. He didn't mention what it was about or anything like that, but we, as soon as we heard that, we went up to him and we were like, hey, work on Mother See Comics, and we actually highlight the Latinx representation in the comic book industry, and we'd love to hear from you. This dude was so important of a person that he had a people with him. He had people. <laughs> he had people. There was only one, so it's a people. But, <laughs> but he had gente. <laughs> yes. He had an, a freaking personal assistant with him and he's like hey come here and he introduced us to him uh he spoke to us he loved the art on our um on our uh little business card he loved the conchas and we explained to him about the conchas and how we rate our comics and uh he was like oh yes we're totally gonna make something happen like this dude is like I think a big deal when it comes to creating Latinx uh, content. And so 
I'm super excited about that. That was my favorite part. And even more so, the very next day, his personal assistant reached out to us and sent us an email. So we are starting a conversation and hopefully we'll have something for you guys soon. Yeah, you heard it here first, as always, <laughs> with us Las Chismosas. But for me, any part of any con is always like, to me, what matters most is always Artist Alley. Mostly because I know, like, I follow a bunch of artists and stuff like that, and I know how important it is, like, for a lot of artists to, like, like get to a con, sell their stuff, and, like, just promote themselves, too. Because sometimes some people, like, get jobs yeah. this way through Artist Alley. So it was just like, for me, the enjoyable part is always going to be Artist Alley because you can see like a bunch of like dominant like or like preeminent uh, like artists or like creators and stuff like that. But also you get to see like a bunch of like new people as well, like trying to like make it. And we like ran across this um, uh, this uh, new like publishing. What was it? It was like Wasteland Comics. Uh, they had they were promoting their comic book that was like a ya dystopia like futuristic comic and it looked so interesting and like you can't really like you don't find these stuff these kinds of things outside of either a kickstarter or b cons like this mm -hmm. so i just i was just like super excited and i would, like kept my eye out for more stuff but they were the ones who really really like took up my attention and they said that they were gonna have possibly a kickstarter soon and i'm just like as soon as we get more information on that definitely gonna be blasting it Excellent. For me, uh, this is Sarah, and one of the things I, I, I was um, really surprised and just, it was a welcome surprise, was actually running into the fact that David Walker, that's his name? David correct? F. Walker. David F. Walker. I know I was missing something, <laughs> as I always do. Um, the writer behind Black Panther Party, the graphic novel, was there. And so I was just so jazzed and so, like, just, like, I mean, I wasn't going to pick his brain because obviously I'm so starstruck, right? <laughs> um, but this is a book that I actually have in my library and I gave to and I let my nephew borrow it. And with it, I just gave him a lot of like, as always, Sarah always gets starstruck. She starts crying a little bit, sweating a lot, starts fanning herself, starts just like blubbering, like, I love your work. Oh, my God, it's so inspiring. And I mean, I know it sounds like cliche or whatever, but I actually feel these things. I feel like, oh, my God, you inspired me. Like, I want to share this book with everyone. Uh, I learned so much. And it was a, such a pet. I mean, there, I mean, I say it all because I feel it because I know I feel that that is truth and because it comes it comes through the work so anyway i was so happy to meet him and everything we took pictures and everything and so when i came home from the saturday day i went straight to my library and then i went to my nephew and i'm like where's that book i need that book i need that book back so anyway i said you know what i'm just gonna have it signed and you can have it right back after i'm done because I'm like I met the the author and I just want him to sign it like it just it means so much to me so he gave it to me he's like I'm gonna put it on the coffee table so you don't forget it so as soon as we get there on Saturday what do you want to do Sarah I want to go get this signed <laughs> <laughs> so we go to the table and he's not there so I'm like oh okay I'm gonna make a, a walk around and then I'm gonna come circle back and I circled back and again uh, I got all like blubbery and i'm just like thank you so much for signing my book and he recognized me he's like hey welcome back i just saw you yes, yesterday he recognized her from the crying girl from the day before <laughs> <laughs> but another thing that i liked about uh seeing this writer and having him sign my book the next day was the fact that david mack was <laughs> literally 
beside him at the table. Who knows her by name? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. I have stalked David Mac for 20 years, I think. Uh, I'm not proud oh. of this. <laughs> Uh, but yes, he. Whenever I see him at conventions, he knows who I am, and uh, we talk briefly because I, even though I try to keep it really cool, I'm still every time starstruck because he just creates amazing content. And I mean, I want to talk to him some more, but uh, literally, there's like a huge crowd of people around his table, and I just want to take a few moments to talk to him. He knows my husband. I mean, you name it. Like he's so personable. He's literally the nicest person. That is just so like well known and and followed and everybody loves his work and stuff but he's just so humble and that's the one thing that i love about him can you actually tell the listeners who might not know him what he's best known for well um he well okay he's known for a lot of things but one of the things when i first met him he was known for making creating his own a character called Kabuki who was an assassin uh, an assassin of the no and she worked with other no agents and basically it was a story like kind of revolving around her but she was definitely like had some trauma um, in her past uh, like generational trauma stemming from his her mother um, but anyways I think this was his thesis in college and uh, oh, nice. then he developed it into his series it started off black and white and then it evolved uh, artistically because he is the artist he wrote it and, and and drew it and then it evolved into mixed media and watercolor and that just made everything just kind of blow up uh, but he's also known for uh, creating the character co-creating the character Echo in Marvel's Daredevil I believe Mm-hmm. And um, also, he has his creator-owned comic book with uh, Brian Michael Bendis called Cover, uh, about a secret agent uh, where uh, they're in the con- um, Comic Con world. So it's kind of like you see some aspects of it. You're like, oh, kind- I kind of live that going to conventions. So um, he's worked on a, a lot of different things. He did the uh, in- uh, the intro to the movie. Uh, I think it was the Winter Soldier. Um, he did the kind of that animated. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's worked a lot. He's worked with Neil Gaiman. He's worked with Amanda Palmer. He directed and drew one of her videos. Um, he's done so much. He's like really hardworking. He's like an ambassador, uh, creative ambassador that travels like to Singapore and to all these wonderful places. And he teaches comics. I mean, okay, I could go on. Let me just stop now. <laughs> David Mack. Yes, and he actually has a lot of covers. He's a he's he's known now uh, for all those things. But in addition, he's um, known as a cover artist, and so he has a lot of covers, like um, variants that come out with um, all kinds of not just Marvel, with all kinds of uh, publishers. And he's definitely a highly, highly sought after artist. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was my favorite part. Although I really enjoyed like running into people we know, like uh, Mr. Montijo. Oh, he. Oh yeah, he, that was, was so great. endearing. Yes. Yeah, so remember back in the day when we reviewed a cute little book called um, was it Gum Gum Girl? Gum Girl, yeah. but it's Adventures of Gum Girl. Yes. Amazing like Adventures Amazing, of Gum. Amazing. Yes. yes. And we loved it so much. It was a uh, an all ages book. And he actually, it's funny because I started going to Comic-Con years ago and saw his booth. And he is uh, pretty well known for his like Halloween aesthetic 
creations and they're like done in this like old timey Halloween vintage style yeah. and I love it so much and I used to stop by his booth all the time and I wanted all his prints and Eddie would always be like what are we gonna do with them we don't have any room <laughs> which is funny because we do have room but we just have so many prints that we haven't hung we technically would not have room <laughs> but to find out that he's the creator of this book that we totally loved and that we raved about um, it's so amazing and today we were all together today's Sunday um, for the first time and we walked up to him and he immediately was like oh you guys are the Comares. <laughs> that was really awesome. I really, really um, loved that he recognized us and he knew who we were. And he also brought up the fact that he listened to our review of his book. Even while he was on vacation, he listened to it and was like very endeared to the fact that we had such great, amazing things to say about his book. Yep. Yep. I commented on how I was so impressed I didn't have anything bad to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and right then and there, he gifted us uh, the newest issue of Gum Girl. And that was sold out at the, at the show. It had a sign that said sold out. Mm -hmm. And he took the sign off and gave us the last copy. See, oh my God, such love. We just feel such warmth, love, and it's just been great. And um, some people have wonderful eyesight, I saw on the, at the con, because sometimes we would walk up to booths, and because we have our press pass, they, they're like, oh, you you have a podcast. And I'm just like, and a lot of people recognize our logo with oh, the conchas. Yeah, when we gave them the cards. Yeah, they're like, oh, I've seen this before. Yeah. <laughs> or like they'll say, like, I think I follow you on Instagram. So yeah. I was like, that was like really amazing. I think we've had really great experiences at cons so far. So it's been really, really great. Um, like we said, we went to that panel. We have a little recording of it. We're going to share it on, on YouTube just so you guys can get a feeling for it. I'm sure they'll release uh, the audiovisual um, format maybe later on their website. But yeah, you can get a, a feel of the introduction of uh, the panel and the panelists and how they came about. Like there was even a composer. It was oh, just, a, right. yeah, uh -huh. from Venezuela, right? Yeah, yeah, uh -huh, from Venezuela. Along with the, oh my God, the story of this dude oh. who is freaking two years out from his undergrad. Yes. I don't remember what his name is. We're going to have to share what he, he writes for Hentified. Yes. And, oh. and the way that he got into the industry is that he just started hitting up people all over Twitter, all over social media. It was like, hey, can you give me tidbits can you give me hints of how to make it in the industry give me your best mentor advice and these other latinos in the community did that for him and he um he he reached out to one guy i can't remember what he showed him but the dude was like hey if you move to la i'll give you a job and he took him up on the offer and he came out to Los Angeles and he, the guy hired him as a personal assistant. And from there, he moved up to PA to assistant something or other to the to the point where now literally a year after he was reaching out to all these people, he is in the freaking writer's room. And that's just I mean, if that is not a success story like rags to riches, I don't know what is. And it was just so amazing to hear that. And I mean, when you put in work, you get the results. <laughs> Sometimes the American dream is real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you could see like all the steps he had to do in order and kind of get out of himself. He graduated during the pandemic. Um, and then like now there are other projects he's working on that are a little bit catered more to his who he is as a person. So I just cannot wait. I, I don't think I can share what projects he's working on, but and I, I don't want to 
misread uh, the title of these projects, but let me tell you, they sound so freaking amazing and I can't wait to watch them. So like that was really just kind of a, a gift. Um, I was a little annoyed by all the pictures that they kept snapping in I front know, of us. Oh, because it was so loud. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> can you turn your clicker off? <laughs> I Me mean, too, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I'm trying to focus on this like amazing panel, but there's click, 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 click. Yeah. And there was like three different photographers and there was uh, two or three other people recording with their cell phone. So it was like just really distracting. <gasps> Maybe I should get a camera. <laughs> Hey, you know, that would be a good undercover. Like, I ha I'm carrying a camera, like, you know, but... like I mean, I we're press anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I want to feel like press. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we were joking about how we should wear hats with the word press on it with that little tag out there. Like, I would totally love to do that. And maybe, like, have, like, a little kind of, like, 1950s, like... Newspaper boy hat? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Javier said that we were the Latina Lois Lanes. <laughs> Give us the dirt. I want it all. <laughs> um, another thing that I really liked was the fact that they had all the the, the food trucks lined up. And mm -hmm. then they had some other food trucks on the other entrance. And so, um, yeah, it was all accessible. Um, very expensive, but pretty delicious food. Yeah, $20 for fish and chips. Yes. Oh, my God. I mean, you have to expect all the time when you go to conventions that you're going to pay convention prices. Like, seriously, I still get salty about it, but I expect it. Like, $4 for a freaking bottle of water. That's, like, offensive. But uh, <laughs> uh, we... Bring your own food. Yes, bring your own food. Um, but, like, when there's food trucks, it's just hard to say no. I don't have, like, that kind of self-control. <laughs> <laughs> None of us do. I mean, I. you guys know I'm notorious for not eating sweets, but tell me why I had churros and then I had a paleta de chamoy y mango and I loved every freaking bit of it. I'll tell you why, because Kristen, that's me, is a bad influence. <laughs> yeah, no. And Sarah and Kristen were at the con all three days. I was only there for Friday and Sunday, so they got all the scoop. Yeah. But... Yeah, no, I was get off getting a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, and it's such a cute tattoo, by the way. I loved it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a tramp stamp, but... Hi! <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it's something classier than that. It's nope. on my boob. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely classier, guys. Definitely classier. Uh, but yeah, no, the whole thing was amazing. Uh, it was a lot bigger than I, than I anticipated. Like, maybe I just haven't... I don't remember how big cons are, but like we did a fair amount of walking. We did discover a lot of amazing talent. We talked to a lot of amazing people. There was one girl that was, had an um, audio drama oh, yeah. about Dracula and she had CDs, which I know are a little outdated. Um, but she also had like the like the zip drives. Yeah, the thumb drive. The thumb drive with the whole book. And then they were working on other projects. She has like a whole cast, and, and her background is in audio recording or producing. Casting. Audio casting. Yeah. Um, so she it was just amazing. And she had some headphones there in case you wanted to like sample the audio. It was so cool. We found people from like that travel from Texas. I mean, from all over the place. It was just really great. I, I, I saw a lot of good talent. I bought a lot of independent comic books. So it was just really great. Really, really great. We definitely bought a lot of books. We tried to 
um, really talked to a lot of the uh, people in Artist Alley and also in Small Press, and we bought a lot of stuff that we are hoping to read and review on some upcoming podcasts. And it's always cool to have um, that kind of content for the podcast because so often those people rely on just conventions and their own social media so to be able to share that uh, with everybody fingers crossed you guys get good reviews just saying but to be able to share that with people it means a lot to those creators notice Jen's evil laugh <laughs> look lo hago de cariño como te vas a mejorar si no you know, you don't take a couple hits. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I'm not going to name any names, but I bought a uh, TP, like the first edition, not the first edition, the first few... Um, trade uh, paperback. No, the first trade paperback, the first few issues. I thought you meant toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I started reading it uh, on, on a little bit of downtime we had at, at Eddie's booth. And... Um, I couldn't put it down, but at the same time, I did notice a lot of grammatical errors. Oh, that's the worst! I know. And I'm going to tear you apart. I mean this lovingly. <laughs> but I think there's something there. Like, there's something, because I, I literally had to, like, okay, I got I got to put my, uh, my bookmark here because I got to finish it. And it wasn't, like, a chore for me to come back to it because I genuinely am interested. So, needless to say, like, okay... Sometimes it's hard for me to like keep reading a book uh, if it's not good. But this one, although there were some errors in it, I felt like I I, I needed to know what happens next, you know. And um, I think this one would really benefit from like an editor and a re revamping of the story. But um, but yes, that is something that happens when you're trying to put out your own product and you're trying to put it out like right away. And you know, there you skip some steps. I get it. Uh, passion project I get it it comes across the passion does come across so so anyway uh, there's that of course but we picked up a whole lot of uh, other books so like we're really excited I was really like one of the things I was really happy like just to see people that we reviewed before like we were walking down the aisle and I'm like soul stream <laughs> and, and yeah and of course and I was like oh my god it's so amazing to meet you and they're like really but haven't we met before and I'm like no you've met Kristen that's what I said I'm like they know us and she's like no they know you because <laughs> you weren't there yeah. at our mm -hmm. event when they were there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so that was really exciting too so but and we saw Nathaniel Soyo and like his Kickstarter is doing really great Really, oh, really yes. awesome. Yes. Yes. Dark Mouse on Kickstarter. Don't forget to back it. It's so amazing. It's already halfway um, funded. funded. Yeah. Yeah. So go support it. Yeah, he had cookies. Oh my god. We didn't get any cookies. We're so, uh, still a little salty about that because he <laughs> had cookies, Dark Mouse cookies for the event he did, he did at Nostalgic Comics and he had some leftover. He brought them to the convention, but we didn't get any. Boo. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, you really have to save some for us because, you know, we love to eat. Um, no shade, but, like, you left one at my husband's table. How hard would it have been to leave two? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hilarious. Um, but, yeah, we've been seeing a lot of the amazing posts from the convention and a lot of hashtags and everything. It's been really, really cool. Um, I was really impressed with one specific artist. I do not know his name. I'll look it up later and I'll tag him. Uh, but he actually takes the whole dialogue from oh, a movie. Yes. I think it was detention art or something like that. Oh, I believe so. Detentionart.com. But the, I think. Like, the actual artist name? Sorry, I didn't catch that. 
Well, this fellow. Yes, he, it's a te detentionart.com. And he's a disabled veteran. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah, uh huh. And so D E T E N T I O N A R T.com. I want to mention a very special thing that happened at this convention. So, um, I, sexy. I did not notice. Oh, jump in the back alley. Or nobody, <laughs> nobody ever told me that I do the robot spontaneously. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I do the robot spontaneously. Like, I think I listen to some music in the background and my body just does the robot. Like, and it's so like something that I do not think about. But Kristen, why did you notice it? Because it's very offensive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my husband, Eddie will do this to me on purpose because he knows that I get embarrassed by his white boy moves. And so I'm like, stop doing that. It's so annoying. Everyone's looking at you. And he'll say, but dance is my life. Don't get jealous because you're not as good as me. And so I always tell him, stop, don't do it. Stop. And he'll do it on purpose. And yesterday, Sarah just started doing it in the car. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, stop doing that. And I was like, what? What? She's like, it's so offensive. And I'm like, why? What do you mean? What am I doing? And I, she's like, you're doing the robot. And I was like, oh, shit, I am doing the robot. Sorry. But I just noticed, and I didn't before, like, if I hear music in the distance, like, my body will just go into the robot, especially if, okay, so I sit every day in front of a computer for a living so i'm not i'm not used to being on my feet and so like on this convention and the pre previous convention i've been on my feet uh all day almost and so uh i didn't realize my body did these things on its own like just uh out of maybe memories something um uh, Anyway, um, past life memory, past life memory, past life memory of doing the fucking robot. Yeah, so like, and and were you then, a thirteen year old that passed away in the freaking seventies? When was the robot invented? Oh, I like don't the know. 80s? I don't know. Whenever breaking and popping was invented. <laughs> well, I, I honestly, honest to God, do not know when my body starts doing the robot. But because Kristen doesn't like it, she pointed it out. And then so like, okay, the day passed and whatever. And then we went and took a break at uh, Eddie's booth again, at collector's booth. And I'm, and they, they all, because there's only two chairs. So they were sitting down and I had gone to the restroom. And I came back, so I was just standing in front of the table. And I guess I heard music in the background off in the distance. <laughs> and I started doing the robot. And Kristen's like, stop! <laughs> and I was just like, what? And then Eddie's like, did she just do the robot? <laughs> and he's like, okay, Sarah, we're going to do this together. So we get in front of the table and we start doing the robot. Like on purpose. And <laughs> she was in eternal distress. Yes. Oh, yeah. She was not happy at all. <laughs> but honestly, I was like, look, I wasn't doing it on purpose. It just kind of just happens. So that was the thing that I didn't know happened to me. So now we know I do the robot sometimes. <laughs> It's like discovering that you sleepwalk or something. <laughs> Absolutely. Incredible. Yeah. So in ending, guys, uh, what do you what information do you guys want to share with the audience? I have a tattoo now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I want to share that cons are back. And if you had a local con that you loved going to check it out to see if they are um, going to be 
quote unquote live this year. Um, and the next one that we have coming is the Latino Comics Expo that's going to be in Long Beach at the Mola Museum, which is the Museum of Latin American Art. Uh, and it is going to be super cool, super amazing, full of so many um, amazing Latinx creators. Uh, and I really am so looking forward to it. I'm very excited. It's going to be April 30th and May 1st. So coming up very soon, check it out. I believe it's free, actually. Is it free? Yes, I remember it being a free event for the last, I think, two that we went to. Okay. And so, like, I'm feeling that this is going to be free as well. Yeah, so hopefully it is. But don't take our word, just in case. <laughs> but I know that the museum itself for the exhibits is free on Sundays anyway, oh, so yes. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, so it would be free at least one day. Absolutely. So yes, that's where you can find us next at the next convention. Um, also, remember to keep an eye out our, for free comic book day conventions at your local comic oh, book shops. Right. May 7th this year. Always the first Saturday in May, and this year it is May 7th. So local comic book stores will have free comic book day events. They'll be giving out free books at the very least, but... Um, Hopefully, they will also be having some free comic book day events. I know Heidi Ho is going to have um, a slew of creators coming to, um, some will give away free stuff, some will be there doing sketches, some will have their books for sale, but regardless where you're at, your local comic shop should have something going on on May 7th. Absolutely. So that ends this uh, episode of WonderCon 2022, the second convention of 2022 for Comadres y Comics. Where can they find us, girls? You can find us on our website at comadresycomics.com where you will be directed to all of our social media platforms as well as YouTube, uh, where you can listen to our Las Platicas show where we uh, interview and highlight Latinx and women creators. You can, well, you'll have already know where to listen to us, but you can listen to us on more than what you are currently listening to us, like uh, Spotify, Podomatic, um, uh, iHeartRadio, and places like that. Absolutely. And you could always follow our TikTok. We try to like do a lot of like fun videos and stuff, uh, but you could always find us on Facebook, on Snapchat, and on Instagram. Instagram is the one that we upload more regularly, so just check that out. Follow our our all our social media platforms. Uh, we have been your hosts. I am Sarah, the robot dancer. <laughs> I'm Kristen, and I'm Jen. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. And that's on period network. <laughs>